Welcome back to Echo War Part 2. There you go. Welcome to the court of Liz and Amanda. We are doing a court of wings and ruin part two. Hopefully this is part two of two. Do you want to bring us back to where we left uh, off? Uh, yes. <laughs> Do you remember where we left? I was editing it last time and we got to the part about Lucian following some queen or something. And I was like, <laughs> I was editing it. I was like, I have no memory of her telling me this. I was completely checked out at that point. So Lucian's following a shape-shifting queen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that is true. Um, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what else is happening? They're mobilizing for the war. Mm-hmm. They're bringing together all the high lords minus Tamlin to try to mobilize. Yeah. That is what we're about to get into here in a second. But at the end of the last episode, Highburn attacked Night Court. With the thing in, and then she used the thing in the library. Yes. Okay. The monster in the library to fight back. I thought that was just like a one time. Was that like a military offensive or is that just like a quick skirmish? So I actually have a couple correction corners that aren't necessarily corrections, but it's more elaborating on some details I may have left out. So one correction corner is that in the library, I said it was Feyre and Elaine, but it was actually Nesta, whatever, one okay. of her asshole sisters. It was the other one. Okay. Um, and then that was from my sister. She was like, it was whatever, it's not your sister. And then the other correction corners are coming from myself, my own correction corners. In the beginning of Aquawar, when Lucian and Sarah are like running through fall court and winter court, they couldn't like use any of their powers. And we were like, why? It was because they had been poisoned by. You got there eventually. Okay. I think we got there. I haven't. At first you were like, I don't know. And then later you were like, you know what? I thought it was the poison. (laughs) (laughs) Was that poison they've been poisoned with? Yeah. Okay. So that was that. And then when. Valeris was under attack from Highburn. I was like, I don't know, Reese is off doing something. He was meeting King Highburn on the water. Like King Highburn was there with his armies. They happened to be in the library, and that's why they were attacked and all this stuff. So Reese was confronting Highburn, but it actually wasn't Highburn. It was like a mirage of Highburn and Reese showed him his full power and showed him Valeris and kind of like fucked up a little bit. Um, so now Highburn like knows how powerful Reese is, but now we know how powerful Highburn is because he can have this whole mirage of so himself. Was so Mirage Highburn was pretending to talk to Reese while real Highburn mm-hmm. was sneaking around the back door when they weren't paying attention. Is that what it was? Yeah. Or he, yes. And he himself is mobilizing actually to attack Summer Court, which we will find out in a few chapters. But 
that's kind of what okay. he's doing in the back. Um, so that's that's kind of just the correction corner is that Reese was meeting Hyburn to confront him as well. And then he does come back to Valeris and is like, oh, Farah, you protected my home. I love you. And she's like, it's our home. Whatever. Great. I love you. You love me. Um, and then one other thing I wanted to add was I'm just so grateful for how smart you are for knowing things like the Ouroboros. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that is. And you're like, that's actually a real thing. And I'm like, great. But it's also not what Sarah J. Moss said it was. So, no, it wasn't. It's not a mirror where you like see your true self. It's the snake eating itself. But anyway, yeah. Amanda has two sisters. So there's three girls. Do you guys think that you're the, um, does Sarah think that she's Farah and you're Nesta and Casey's Elaine? Well, I think Casey would technically be Elaine. No, Casey would be Farah think- because that's the youngest. Farah's the Farrah youngest. Was- Oh, I always thought Farrah was the middle. Okay, got it. So Casey's... No, I think Elaine is the middle. I think I you're think... right, and I think I got this wrong before. Yeah, because Nessa and Elaine are much closer. Mm-hmm. Um, Because when Farrah was born, it was... And then her mom died in childbirth, right? Oh, okay. And so it's Farrah's fault. That could not be true at all, but it sounds like it should be true. Yeah, I think you're right. Boop. Listener, it was not right. Getting ahead of the correction corner... This is editing Liz. Her mom died of typhus when she was eight. So she did not die in childbirth. That's it. Bye. Boop. Okay. So Casey is Farah and Sarah is Elaine and you're Nesta. That tracks. <laughs> Although I would never like, I don't know. I would never expect Casey to feed the family while I'm complaining that I want money to like buy new fur. And I would you be are... happy to be turned into a fairy. Okay. Okay. So here we are post Highburn attack. And now they have to go meet everybody else. So the entire quote unquote inner circle, Sarah, Cassie, and Azriel, more Amrit. I think Nesta does go, not Elaine. I could be wrong. I usually am. I think actually, no, I know for a fact that Nesta does go because they're like, Nesta, we are going to use you as leverage. Like this is a turned fairy and she's got like a connection to the cauldron and she knows where the cauldron is and yada, yada, yada. So we're going to use you for kind of like leverage here. So they are going to Dawn Court. Dawn Court is the sort of neutral meeting place. And this is where we meet the high lords of all of the other courts. And I have their names yep. written down and some details about them if you are ready. Yeah. Okay. So the high lord of Dawn Court is Thesen, T H E S A N, Thesen. Mm-hmm. And the Dawn Court fairies have wings as well, but they are feathered wings. Okay. So they are more like angelic fairies. Because the night court wings are like bats. Yes. Like okay. bats. Which, side note, I just finished reading another book. Something, the night of scorched night of who knows what about vampires. And I really, really liked it. Maybe we'll do that as like the next chapter. And they have wings as well kind of some are feathered some are more bat-like and then Mm -hmm. the human girl touches his wing and he's like no 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 don't do that and she's like why does it tickle and he's like that's for another time and i'm like what is that these wings are sensitive too 
I don't think that's true for like actual bats and birds. No, I don't think the lore of vampires and fairies either mean that their wings are like hypersensitives and like G-spots. But apparently Apparently. in these, anyways, that made me kind of chuckle. I was like, God damn it, these bat wings are very sensitive. Anyway, day court is Helion. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Helion. Mm -hmm. Um, And we find out amongst chit-chatting with side people, whatever, we find out that Helion actually had an affair with Lucian's mother. The okay. Lucian is not actually the heir to Fall Court. So he's actually Helion's son? Yes. And oh. Helion doesn't know it. Lucian doesn't know it. But we think Baron, who is the Fall Court lord, we think he knows it and his brothers know it. And that's why they haven't, like, killed him because he's not really an actual threat to the throne he's just like okay the bastard why, brother why wouldn't helion know it because he slept with her i think he's just been living in you know day court he didn't realize his paramour had a baby nine months after they no and there is a very long kind of description about their affair why and how and why it ended and I, I could not try to, like, remember what it meant and, like, what happened. But That's fine. it did. Yeah. Um, is fairy gestation period nine months? So I was going to save this for the next book, which is the Frost and Starlight novella, because mm-hmm. I thought it was going to make you last. But maybe now is the right time to bring it up. Mm-hmm. Um, fairies still have their periods. Oh, my God. They're only four times a year. So not once a so month. Seems- Okay. Frequent. But don't they, yeah, but don't they also live to be very old? So old. Um, that's a lot of periods. That's a lot of periods. They are horrendously painful. Like, mm-hmm. and I get it. Like, monthly, you get the cramps, whatever. But these quarterly periods are just extremely painful. And Spera gets her period at one point in the book frost and starlight and she's like held mm-hmm. up in bed for days because it's just so unbearable and i'm like wow. you don't have fairy medicine to kind of alleviate any of this pain yeah um so no that, that doesn't answer your question i don't know what the gestation period is of a fairy pregnancy and i it might be different if their periods are slightly different and also they live to be really old they live to be really old and also it's really hard to get fairies pregnant like there aren't very mm. many fairy children so mm-hmm. I think it's harder to get pregnant and then they have these um, periods. Yeah. I think fan art has told me that someone has a baby. So maybe we'll learn more about this in the future. Yeah. I do know that someone has a baby, but I don't know it. If you know what I mean. Yeah. You haven't read it yet. No. But the fan art has spoiled it. Right, 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 right. Well, another thing you find out, actually, you do kind of find out in this book that, spoiler alert, Feyre and Reese have a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, the bone carver, your bestie, the bone carver who lives in a mountain, mm-hmm. presents itself to everybody differently. And mm-hmm. to Feyre, he's actually presenting himself as her son with Reese. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He kind of looks like Reese as a child, but it's actually their unborn son that they will eventually mm-hmm. have. 
I know that this is wrong, but somewhere in my head, I think their <laughs> son's name is Jurian. But obviously, no. it's not Jurian because <laughs> why would they name their baby after that guy? But okay, well, we'll get to maybe. It. No, I know that they name him Nyx, like N Y X, like the Greek goddess of night. You're so smart, Sarah J. Moss. Um. I hate fantasy and that they have to go into this much detail about bodily functions because you're making up new races and we need to know how they all work. But also that's the part that makes me laugh the most because it's the most it's it's such a specific fantasy thing mm-hmm. that the fact that I knew I could ask about fairy gestation period and that there would probably be an answer to this. Yeah, I can assume that they have to use the restroom at some point in this book but only in a fantasy book where they say she had to use the outhouse that you know yeah actually i think we talked about this in one of the first episodes is like dude and i'm like actually yeah in amarin's apartment she was like a bathroom but she lives in a fucking apartment it's like her new magic fairy pussy only pees (laughs) once a day and you need to know that for the story oh so silly um Anyway, Helion had an affair with Lucian's mother. And also, they weren't sure if Tamlin or Baron of Falcourt were going to show up to this meeting, and they both do. So Tamlin showed up? Tamlin shows up, and I'll get into that in a second. Drama. But um, Baron of Falcourt is there, and his son Eris okay. is there, and all of his other sons. He has at least four sons. I don't know mm-hmm. if that includes Lucian or if that includes Eris and four others, but there's, I think, four sons that come with him. And his wife comes too. So I think there is some, like, visible tension between the wife and Helion because they clearly had an affair, you know, hundreds mm-hmm. of years ago. So, mm-hmm. But they weren't mates. As we all know, you have to be with your mate. Right. Okay. Summer, as we know, is Tarquin. Um, and then Tarquin has his cousin, Varian, remember, who's like kind of in love with Amarin. Did we talk about this? Um, yeah, yeah I think so. Okay. Well, he has a name at Varian's. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So Thies and Helion or Helion, Tarquin, Tamlin, obviously, Baron from Fall Court, Night Court people. And then Winter Court is Callias. I think I'm pronouncing it that way. Callias with a K. Uh-huh. And he has a wife, Vivian, and Moore is like really good friends with Vivian. And so they're just like kicking in the corner, like, oh my God. So they do also talk a little bit about like, Reese, you were such besties with Amarantha. Why would we trust you? Mm-hmm. I think, I can't remember if it was Callias or Helion. One of them were able to get their partners out of under the mountain before they were all stuck under the mountain. So there's some leftover trauma and tension because of what went down under the mountain. And that's why a lot of them don't really trust Reese because they're like, but you were such in cahoots with Amarantha, but it's all a farce, as we know. But they love Farah because she saved yeah. everybody. Yeah, they do love her, um, except for Tamlin. So Tamlin arrives late and immediately is just like, fuck you, Farah. Fuck you, Reese. Um, Who invited him? Who invited Tamlin? How did he even know that this was happening? More? Someone? I don't know. He's there because they wanted everyone there to, you know, talk about what's happening. 
he's clearly he's already like said that he's working with the enemy. So it's like, why would you so invite the spy? He said he had to work with Highburn because Reese stole Thera and his only option was to work with Highburn to get Thera back. And Thera, fuck you. You made all of my people betray me because you like. And I'm like, yeah, she did. She, she really fucked She her. did do that. Yeah, she, she did, did that on that. purpose. Yeah, yeah, she did. Intentionally, she did that with malice. So mm -hmm. he's pissed. Um, but he's still there because I think he's like, yeah, I, I need help. Spring Court is under Highburn control. I really don't want this, but like, please mm -hmm. help me. And then he said something so fucked up. I don't even know if I can repeat it. Say it. He is kind of like negging Reese, like kind of egging him on. Wait, negging and egging is not the same thing, is it? Um, no. no. Negging no. would be like, I think negging is when you're like, you'd look so pretty if you didn't have that big pimple on your nose. Yeah. You like kind of want to sleep with this person, but you're being an asshole. Yeah. And so you're yeah. trying to make them insecure enough to sleep with you. Yep. So he's egging Reese on. Uh -huh. And he's like, wait, I need to find out. I need to find it. The quote. Okay. He, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to like read the quote verbatim, but he basically is like, oh, hey, Reese, does Farah still make that little noise when she comes? That's good. That's a, yeah, that's a good burn. That's a good burn. The, and that made Reese really mad. Yeah. She really mad. And, I think it made like Cassian and Asriel and everyone else really mad. Like, how awkward. You're in front of everybody. And Tamlin's yeah. like, does she still make that little sound when she comes? And I'm like, ugh. But I'm also um, like, what's the sound? <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, meow. <laughs> I don't she know. Was, I don't. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's this. <laughs> because she was vomiting constantly. God. Yeah. Right. You did not pay attention to her. Um, but in this moment, I think everyone like reacts and then he realizes, oh, Feyre is high lady of Night Court. He comes to the realization, oh, I guess I could have made her high lady of Spring Court and I fucked up. And then at some point he goes away and everyone's like, okay, Tamlin's out. Like, he's not going to help. Oh, so he comes because he needs help, but then he still fucks off anyway. He just like is, I, don't, I think he may have showed up drunk or was just mm. like belligerent and just angry and yelling and then made these comments yeah. and then peaced out and everyone's like okay i am interested if you ever get any information i want to know about fairy um blood alcohol content if you could let me know if we hear anything I think about we, that. no i think we do know um it's similar to this book that i just finished um the fairy wine is very potent potent for humans remember Thera mm -hmm. in the first book had a glass and was like Mm -hmm, all inhibitions mm -hmm. were gone but i think a few more glasses the same thing in my serpent and the wings of night uh when the human is, girl i'm i'm sorry is serpent and the wings of night not your scorched night i'm sorry book? it's it the is. same one okay it's the same one i i'm remembering now it is called the serpent and the wings of night and then okay. there's a little novella called the six scorched roses Okay. I was mixing them up. And then the second full book just came out and I don't have my Kindle next to me, so I can't tell you what the name of it is. But um in Scorched Winged Serpent, whatever, uh vampire alcohol is very strong for humans. And so the girl can't really drink it because she just gets so messed up. Anyway, so that's that. Uh we got 
Thiessen, Helion, Tarquin, Baron, Elias, Night Court, Tamlin pieces out, but they've all kind of agreed we should do something to help fight Highburn. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also agree that they know that Highburn has poison and they can take the powers away. And so they have to take an anecdote, an, an anecdote that one of them has made whatever they take an anecdote so they don't have their no, powers like stripped they take an antidote not not anecdote antidote yeah an anecdote is <laughs> you're like well you were struggling and then you got there and you're like anecdote and i was like oh no she didn't no, no keep going an antidote they had to take an yeah. antidote they take something they little. take a fucking anti-poison thank you okay, so they will not be affected by the power stealing Fiburn, whatever. Okay. All this stuff is happening, but some other things we learn. Um, Helion, who had the affair with Lucian's mother, also likes men and women. So right. he's trying to have like a little orgy with mm. more Asriel and Cassian. Mm-hmm. And they all like reject him. Um, I picture him as older than them. He, they're all like 500 years old. That's true. Okay. And they're all like 30-ish years old looking, I'm assuming. Except for Farah, who's like 19. I picture that they all are probably like, they all look like they're 25. And we just sure. are now starting to picture them in their 30s because we're in our 30s. Mm-hmm. True. I'm sorry. So, and then all of a sudden, Nesta, who is there, senses a great danger. And everyone's like, oh my God, there's a, a power that washed over everybody. And it was Highburn destroying the wall. He's done it. He's done it. So Nesta is so connected to the cauldron that she felt the power of the cauldron destroying the wall. And they're like, okay, we got to like act back. Mm -hmm. But then that doesn't stop them from leaving right away. I think they all sleep over because I think Moore ends up sleeping with Helion that night. Just her. And even though he was trying to make a threesome happen. A foursome. He was trying to make a foursome happen. Asriel, Moore, and Cassian, and Helion. So Moore slept with Lucian's dad. She <laughs> don't care. That doesn't bother <laughs> us, I guess. It's fine. No. I mean, no. Um, and fair, I could hear it all night long. But they, like, but they've attacked. They've like breached the wall, and they're still sucking and fucking in there. They don't have to act that fast. Just you wait. One of the worst. Crimes against against humanity happens in a few chapters, and you're gonna lol, sucking and fucking in the middle of war. So yeah, they're able to destroy the wall, and so they all agree we need to like go to Spring Court and help protect Spring Court because they're like the most um, vulnerable, and also the humans are vulnerable now too. So we need to go talk to Elaine's ex fiance Grayson. And say, hey, can you help protect all of the humans, please? I thought Grayson was just like a merchant's son or something. Why does he no, have military I think, experience? I think his dad is very rich and powerful. And they have a very large estate that could house many humans, apparently. Okay. Okay. Convenient. It's very convenient. Um, and so they, not glimmer, but they, you know, put like a fake little magic covering over Elaine and Nesta so 
Grayson doesn't know that they're fairies, but he like knows that they're fairies. And he's like, I fucking hate fairies. Give me my ring back. We're not engaged anymore. And he's like, I mean, duh. Is this what she needed to move on, though? Because it sounds like she's been kind of hung up on him still. Yeah, I I think so. And I do know in the next book, there's some more um, involvement maybe with Asriel, even though Lucian is her mate. mate, But he's still off trying to find Firebird Queen. So, yeah, they go to the castle, ask them for shelter, which they do ultimately say, yes, we will shelter humans and help keep them safe during this fairy war that we don't want any part of um but i'm disgusted with you you're a fairy get out of my face and so obviously she's devastated but i think this is the the right thing for her to move on but then they're wrapping up their little meeting jurian not the son not their son jurian (laughs) jurian their enemy shows up plot twist he's Mm -hmm. been a mole this whole time for highburn and has actually just been spying on him to help destroy him i was wondering why he would help this person the boss of the woman that killed him and kept him in an eyeball right i mean they did bring him back to a human form so maybe he was in debt he didn't ask for that no did we ever find out why they wanted jurian back oh to prove that the cauldron could do it and also i have no idea and that was just like a human bit they had to use yeah the the finger and the eyeball finger bone so he is there to help now and so now i mean i don't think we still trust him 100 percent, but he definitely has given information which is that highburn is going to attack summer court the next day so we need to go save summer court so yeah. So we have to go save Summer Court and we have to go save Spring Court. And rally all the troops from, you know, under the mountain slash Court of Nightmares, whatever the hell it's called. We got to get all the other troops. We got to rally them all to have the big battle at the end of Act War. So Tamlin fucked right off and went back yeah. to Spring Court. Yeah. And then like very immediately after got attacked or they broke down the wall, which is in Spring Court. It- yeah, and, and we don't know if he's back in Spring Court or if he's, like, flying around. And also, I don't know if he can fly. I assume he can't, but winnowing around could, or something. Yeah. Um. So we don't know yeah. what his reaction was to that. No, and I don't think you ever find out how he reacted. So he's off winnowing around. Spring Court is under attack, but the humans have agreed to help shield the other humans, so, like, they'll be fine. So yeah, good. So then something else happens, which is, and I added this line in here from a recap that I read. I don't really know why it's relevant, but Feyre and Amran went back to the library monster, which is named Braxis. Braxis, if that's a thing. Not that I'm aware. Yeah. Okay. Braxis. And earlier I was like, it's a woman, but it's a man or a male monster. Um. And Braxis, they ask for like another favor. And every time Thera is asking for favors of these monsters, she's getting a new tattoo on her back. Mm. It's like these. I remember when she did the agreement with Reese, she got the tattoo on her arm. So every time you make a fact or an agreement with someone, you get like a new tattoo, I guess. It's kind of fun. Mm. She's a CBS receipt. 
basically. And it's really cool. It's usually like some swiggles and some moons and some fun stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they talk to it and then it just wants a friend and also just wants a window. It wants a window so it can see the light. And I'm like, wow, he's kept this monster in the basement. It just wants like to breathe some fresh air. Considering what whatever the bone carver wanted to do. And then this one, it's just like, can you just like visit? Yeah. Can you come chat? Can I get a yeah. window? It's like, okay, go get favors from that thing. Yeah. So what did the bone carver want her to do? And she said, I'll do it later. Get, get the Ouroboros and look into it and tell right. him what, it, what she saw. Yeah. But everyone who looks into it goes crazy. So she didn't do it. And she's just like, eh, we don't need this guy. Bye. We don't need you. So then they know that Highburn is going to be at Summer Court. And so they all go to Summer Court to help fight off Highburn. Cassian gets hurt really bad, like gut to breastbone battle wound. But I think he's going to ultimately be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Thera is not battling. She's watching from afar and really concerned because it's really bloody. And she's like, I what is happening? What is Highburn's next move? I need to know more information. I'm going to go find my BSS the cereal and ask him what's going on. Love the cereal. We love the cereal. So she doesn't tell anybody what she's doing. She just leaves and finds the cereal. Like he just happens to be easily accessible to her for some reason, even though he's supposed to be really hard to find. Um, and he's, she's like, hey, Hey, how are you? Hope you're well. She's like, please, like, what do we need to do to destroy the cauldron? How can we defeat Highburn? And he starts to tell her that Nesta is the key. She is like the cauldron. And so she has to do something to nullify it. Um, And how you can do that is dot, 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 arrows in his chest. Someone kills him. Who is it? No. Yangtze. Oh. And a couple of her little highburn minions had given the cereal a cloak, knowing that Sarah would try to find him. And then the cloak gave away his location and they found him and killed the cereal. And then why did Yanti want to kill the cereal? She's like, bitch, you fucked my hand up. Well, that's why she'd want to kill Farah, But why does she want to kill the cereal? Or maybe they were trying to assassinate Sarah, but they just shot the cereal by accident. I don't know. The cereal is killed. Aww. And Sarah, yeah, we're sad. We were sad and we were like the cereal. But then, so Yanti's like, hey, bitch, you fucked my hand up. I'm going to fuck you up. Fair. Yeah, you couldn't just like maybe killed her, or, like maybe cut her yeah. hand off. But now she just has like a belt or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, And Sarah realizes, oh, I'm really close to my girl, the Weaver's house. Mm-hmm. So she somehow goes into the weaver's house and tricks Yancy and these two highburn fools and they go inside and the weaver ends up mutilating slash murdering Yancy and these two highburn soldiers. Okay. And that's interesting narrative choice that she couldn't just kill Yancy when it made sense to kill her. We had to keep her around and torture her for her to come back, I guess just to kill the cereal and then just get killed anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I think, oh, Sarah does talk to the weaver and the, she's like, what do you have? And she's like, I have your dinner. And I think in this moment, she somehow makes a bond with the weaver because the weaver does come to help them fight 
Kyburn later. Like, I don't really know how she like gets in contact with all of these monsters to come help her. Maybe there's another tattoo is added. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the plot devices. Yanthi had to be baked in order to get more Weaver. Right. Great. Yeah. Surreal was not related to Bone Carver and Weaver. I don't think so. I think it was okay. just another old, creepy thing. Yeah. So she goes back to where he lays dying and she holds his hand and he's like, oh, you're so nice. You can try to live and make this a better world and a better place. And then I die. The end of this reel. You didn't want to tell her what Nessa needed to do with those last breaths? I feel like that would answer a lot of questions. Nope. He just said, thanks for being nice to me. But yeah, I I would say, yeah, finish your thought, you dumb dog. Nope. Um, so he dies. And then something, something, something. I don't exactly remember like how this happened, but Nesta like opens up her mind and is able to see the location of the cauldron. But when she does this, she's also opening up the cauldron's mind to her mind. And mm-hmm. so they can see where they were located. And so they so although now they know where the cauldron is, Fiburn comes and kidnaps Elaine. So now not Elaine Nesta. is not Nesta, just Elaine. Okay. And I'm like, there's a lot of like, she gets kidnapped and then Sarah goes here and then Sarah goes here. And then it's like, can't you just kind of, it's all the war stuff that you're like, ugh. ugh. Yeah. Um, not this. So is the cauldron sentient? It, it can't like, whoa. Oh. Like it can't, <laughs> it can't like talk out loud, but I think it can like, speak to things so there is a nesta elaine cauldron kind of um connection because they were made in the cauldron which i assume that means jurian would also have like some kind of connection to it because he also was made in the cauldron but he's a human so maybe less so true yeah so it's just they're all kind of mind connected Um, okay all right. War, Elaine, get, can I, Elaine gives me Daphne from Scooby-Doo vibes. Mm-hmm. Like her purpose is just to be hot and get kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Um, okay, so she's kidnapped. We don't know. Like, I don't think Sarah knows that yet. But we end up having a conversation between Sarah and Moore because Moore is like, what the fuck? Why did you disappear? You need to tell me you're my high lady. I'm supposed to protect you. You went to talk to the cereal. And I end up kind of have a moment of, oh, you're calling me a liar, but you've been dishonest your whole 500 years. You don't even like Azriel. You're sleeping with Helion. Like, what? It, what is going on? And then Moore admits that he likes men and women, but she prefers women. So she's now our bisexual queen. queen. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, so... Azriel's been in love with you for 500 years and you never once thought to say I'm not interested in you like I'm not interested in you I'm gay like yeah girl like, you're just leading him on for 500 fucking years yeah yeah so she admits I don't love Cassian I don't love Azriel I prefer the presence of a of a woman I was in love with a mortal woman at one point but then the mm-hmm. wall was put up and we were you know separated and then she died and I've never loved anyone like her, blah, blah, blah. Um, so we had some more backstory. Yeah. 
which I'm like, okay. And she's been afraid to like admit or she's been afraid to tell her quote unquote family because even though it's a bit more of an accepting society, they still are meant to like procreate. And so being gay isn't like frowned upon necessarily, but it's not like her, her dad is shitty though. Yeah, her dad is shitty. I'm pretty sure Reese and Azriel and Cassian would be like, we still like you. But like, in fact, mm-hmm. thanks for telling me after 500 years of leading me on. Yeah. Weirdo. So that's kind yeah. of that. Um, and then, like I said, this is the part where there's like some battles happening and stuff. But there is a very notable part. And I don't know if this is happening during, I guess this is all kind of like the summer court battle but then it just turns into the big war so i don't really know if this happens exactly now in the plot but um you'll probably watch a tiktok or something but basically sarah and reese are in their tent having like a little moment Mm -hmm. and you can like hear the screams and moans of dying soldiers all around them and sarah decides this is the moment that i'm going to give some pleasure to reese and then they end up having sex as they can hear those like dying soldiers around them. Yeah. And everyone's like, really, that's a choice. Uh, setting the mood so much. No. Maybe not the time. What's the um, Tati? Time and place. I know. You know that meme? <laughs> Dick and cop? Is that what she talks about? I think so. It was, she was making James Charles like, at a restaurant. Yeah. She's like, time and place. Literally, yeah. like maybe you think this is your last night together, but you're just gonna go down on your husband while dying soldiers are all around you moaning in pain. Okay, that yeah. was a choice. But also, Reese is like, yeah, into it. Okay, great. I'll never say no to a blowy. Never ever. Even when my men are dying, I'll <laughs> touch touch my left wing, please. <laughs> <laughs> So that happens. So that's a pretty yep. prominent uh, joke in the community, the Sarah J. Moss mm-hmm. community. Yeah. Um, almost then. So then the next morning or a few hours later, kind of unclear, Sarah decides, we need help. I hear the moans of the dying soldiers around me. We need some help. I got a so dick she... in my mouth and I can hear these dying soldiers. And that's not the way I like to do this. No, it's better to have peacetime for her endeavors Mm -hmm. with her husband. So she is like, I need to get this Ouroboros. I need the bone carver. So she goes and she gets it and she looks into it. And all she sees is herself. And maybe there's a monster. I don't know. Like she sees herself and it's like she's her own worst nightmare. I don't fucking know. She looks into it. It doesn't make her go crazy. She gives it to the bone carver and he's like, oh, I didn't really need it. I just wanted you to like prove yourself that you would do it. Okay, I'll help you. And she's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess I'm worthy of your help. Mm-hmm. Um, and somewhere along the way, she also gets the weaver and Braxis, the library monster, to come help as well. Mm-hmm. So now she's back in the battle. All hell is breaking loose. The monsters are here trying to help out. All of a sudden, a ship arrives, and it's Thera's father. Oh. After books and not being around. Yeah. He shows up. Also, with, what is a rich human going to do in this situation? He 
found oh shit okay lucian does find the firebird queen okay so the father did not the father found oh god if i'm wrong i'm really wrong the father found miriam and dracon okay who who are those fairies that have been living peacefully with humans for like 300 Uh years and no one has known where they have been okay how Farrah's father found them and got them to come help, I'm sure was explained and I could not tell you what happened, but. Okay, so he's bringing these two people that will help, okay. And a bunch of, I think, human soldiers and helpers or something. Okay. But yeah. So. And Lucian found the Firebird Queen. Yes. I think that happened a little bit later, but he does show up with her and she does help. And then Jurian ultimately goes with her name Vasa. Jurian survives all of this. And then he ultimately goes with Vasa to be with her in her court and then try to find like a cure for her firebirdness. And she only turns into a firebird at like nighttime or something. Okay. So Vasa's a human. Human queen, fairy, firebird, something. Cursed human queen, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Your face is so confused. It's too much. <laughs> and I do know at some point some of these characters are in the other Sarah J. Moss books. I don't know if they're uh-huh. like main characters or they are also just kind of like mentioned loosely. But anyway, so Sarah's father shows up with Miriam and Dracon. So more help has arrived. Um, Amarantha, oh no, my God. <laughs> that'd be a twist. Yeah. <laughs> We're at this back too. No, no other surprise um, reunions happen. Amran and Sarah somehow get to the cauldron. Am- Amran has the book, so she's reading the pages, but as Sarah is holding on to it to help nullify it, even though Nesta is supposed to be doing it, I don't understand. In this moment, Amran betrays everybody. And and they don't destroy the cauldron. Instead, she returns to her original form. And so she was just using them to get to the cauldron this whole time in order to return to her original form after like 10,000 years. Just like pure power and terror and fire again a lot of these like really scary monsters have no form that can be described they're just kind of shapeless power Mm -hmm. balls um so amran is like i'm gonna turn back into my original form i'm not gonna remember you i'm not gonna remember any of my family so get away from me and she ends up killing a bunch of people and also the weaver the bone carver library monster also all killing a bunch of people the bone carver and the weaver do die at some point i don't Mm -hmm. know how though i think they're just they're killed in the battle at some point Mm -hmm. but they do help kill a bunch of people so amarin has betrayed them the cauldron has not been destroyed yet in this moment sarah is like flung back to her family where highburn has the father and stabs and kills the father Farah's father Farah's father father. yeah is stabbed and killed and then Elaine and Nesta freak out Elaine stabs 
King Highburn and Good. Nesta decapitates Highburn. That feels like a really quick resolution. It was. The Highburn problem. Yeah, he's dead. That's what happened. Their dad is stabbed. Elaine stabs Highburn. Nesta cuts off Highburn's head. In this moment, Cassian is also there and also really badly injured. And so Nesta is like freaking out and doesn't want Cassian to die. Okay. They fall in love later, I guess. Um, So it all gets kind of convoluted again. Like they did something happened with the cauldron that they kind of have to like restore it again. And then mm-hmm. Reese agrees to do it, but then Reese is killed. So Reese dies. But then Sarah, oh shit, I totally forgot another thing. I was like, God. <laughs> it is a little bit of a, a Tamlin redemption, somewhat. When Sarah, Sarah tries to get Elaine back when Elaine is kidnapped. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. That. So we're, we got to go back. Okay. And so Farah's, Farah, oh, this is fucked up. I forgot about this. Farah makes herself look like Yancy after she gets mm-hmm. her murdered she makes herself look like Yancy is able to infiltrate the Highburn camp to get Elaine back and mm-hmm. Jurian is also there helping um but then they have to like escape really rapidly and it's kind of chaotic and Tamlin shows up and helps Feyre escape from okay, so he did something good he did something Feyre is able to fly briefly um and tamlin like jumps really far and i think he like fell into a river he doesn't die but he is not around for a while but he does help her escape the end okay reese died okay so back now to reese's death yeah does he stay dead or is that temporary it's very temporary sarah begs with the other high lords including tamlin oh yeah yeah tamlin does come back that's why i remembered tamlin does come back she begs all of the high lords please as you did with me give him a little bit of your power to bring him back to life you owe it to him blah 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 blah. um and he is resurrected so it is very brief and when he is resurrected he is so powerful that he is able to turn amrin back into her fairy form again but but she didn't want to be that she wanted to turn back into her original form so she could help kill everybody, but it was still a betrayal. But why? It didn't destroy the cauldron. Like, instead of destroying the cauldron, he turned into her original form. So she had her own plan. Yeah. But if she only wanted to do that to help them, then that's not really a betrayal. But then also, yeah. if the whole thing was that we have to destroy the cauldron... Why don't you just destroy the cauldron instead of helping us by killing people? You could have just helped us by destroying the cauldron like you were supposed to. I suppose that's a good point. But things don't have to always make sense in Prissian. Okay, so (laughs) Reese was was dead. Then he's back. Amarin was a monster, but now she's back. Uh Highburn is dead. So now Uh sounds like nothing. My favorite characters died. Thuriel and Bone Carver. And Weaver. And Weaver. Hello, Weaver. The only people I cared about. Um, but it sounds like everything else is done. Yeah. The, and the library monster is alive. But yeah, no, a, a couple of the sort of baddies are dead. But um, everyone I thought Amarin was going to be like the big bad now. No. But it sounds like no. No. <sighs> and then 
um, the cauldron is fixed and done? Or still broken? Are they still it's, supposed to destroy it? I don't think they can destroy it because now the battle is done. Miriam and Dracon agreed to take the cauldron with them back to their secret island and keep it safe. But that was the kind of issue the whole time was that this cauldron was kept somewhere else to be safe. But huh. then it was being used for evil because Hybern was evil. So won't some evil entity come back at some point and find this cauldron somewhere and do the whole thing all over again 500 years from now? Well, yeah. But then my other question, <laughs> so like, what is the conflict of the next book? I don't know. I don't know. The, I haven't read it. Okay. The, the conflict of the little novella is Sarah is traumatized. Again, when is she not traumatized? I don't. They need to get some doctors, some therapists in this world. Yeah, I also feel like being trapped in a dungeon and being forced to fight a big monster and getting sepsis is more traumatizing than your dad dying. Your dad, right. like, hasn't been that you haven't helpful. talked to in like two years, and who didn't even that, know you were a fairy, and before that was incapable of taking care of you and you had to like learn how to hunt when mm -hmm. you were 12 years old unless you wanted your whole family to die yeah he sucks yeah this was low on her trauma meter yeah but yeah the other stuff in the novella is like nesta goes back to being for a brief moment here you're like oh she clearly cares for cassian in some way oh she helped defeat highburn oh maybe she's coming around it's like nope she's a drunk and having sex with a bunch of random fairies and is a recluse and hates everyone that's that book, but it's just a little bridge between Thera's story kind of coming to an end and Nesta becoming the main character of the next iteration. Okay, but, then we're ready. We're ready for Silver Flame. Yeah, well, really quick. So now that all this has sort of wrapped up, Miriam and Dracon are going to take the cauldron. Fine. Vasa, the Firebird Queen, was there. I don't know. Really, there's just too many characters. I don't know how she plays a part, but Lucian found her jurian's gonna go live with her okay they've decided that the humans fairies all the creatures have to renegotiate the treaty that you know created the wall in the first place so like that's gonna kind of be a plot point i'm assuming in the next book is like this treaty they have to negotiate um the library monster is missing so reese and farah are like oh we have to go find the library monster now but first let's go have sex the end but also, it sounds like the library monster wanted nothing more than to be free. So, like, let it go. Let it go. It it helped you out. It just wanted to touch grass, literally. And now it can. So, let Why it do be you free. put it back in the library? I don't know. So, kind of, you kind of just meet some new characters in the second half. You know, all of the new high lords of every court. Um, you get some, you know, new character development with more sexuality. Um, I'm sure there's a few things I got wrong here because the timelines of the, uh, the war part was just long and a lot happened and she was here, mm -hmm. she was there, she was helping, she was Yancey, she was Mert, like it's just a lot. Um, but I think I hit the main plot points of dead dad, dead Highburn, cauldron alive, sex intent, sex intent, Lucian, dad, not Baron. Lucian Dad Barrett and Lucian Dad Helion. <laughs>
more new Lucian stepmom. <laughs> Don Court, Feather Wings, or is that Day Court? See, Don and Day are too similar. Yeah, I think you said Don was Feather. Okay. That makes sense. Like it's the Don and you're turning mm-hmm. into a little. Like a dove or something. But like, why is there dawn and day and night, but no dusk? It's a great question. Why is there a dawn and a day? Like, dawn is day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Why does night court have day? But spring court doesn't have fall. Or summer or winter. Yeah. So Tamlin is also alive and he gets like a little bit of redemption. Oh, Pharaoh like writes a note to Tamlin and gives it to Lucian and it's just like, thank you for helping me. I hope you're happy. That's like um when it's Paltrow <laughs> leaning over to the defendant at her ski trial. She goes, I wish you well. I wish you well. It's like yeah. she cursed him. She mm-hmm. cursed that man. I mm-hmm. So oh, I think Lucian is still kind of like in between. Is he on is he in night court now? Does he still go back to spring court? Elaine has kind of rejected his advances, even though they're mates. Where where is his place? I'm sure that will kind of play into things in the coming books is the Nesta is the main character of the next book, and I assume is the next book the last one that's currently out? Yes. There's and I don't know what the next timeline is for the book after that. So Okay. Because I would wonder if we're going to have a trio of Nesta and then we're going to have a trio of Elaine. A lot. I don't. This and she's got other series. Yeah. We talked about this last book. There's Thorns and Roses, Wings and mm-hmm. Mist and Fury, Wings and Ruby. Maybe it's like just... Silver Flame, Ruby, Lava, <laughs> Ruby Mist. I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's 768 pages. I already have a correction corner for the book we just finished, which is Pharaoh's mm-hmm. father wasn't stabbed. His neck was snapped. By Hybern? By Hybern, yeah. Cool. I just want to get to Silver <laughs> Flame. I want to hear about Nesta. I want to hear. I'm also really excited to be getting a live recap from you. Yeah. It, hopefully things will be a lot uh, fresher in my mind. This has been a court of Liz and Amanda wrapping up court of wings and ruin. We finished it. This is part two. The book is done. And so we're going to do a mini episode, I think next of frost and starlight, just a little short one. And then uh, on to silver flame, plural, (laughs) the flames that were silver. Mm -hmm. Excited. Exciting. So let's see you then. Thanks for listening. 